Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Now, with the latest NASCAR local, regional, touring, and international racing news and views, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome everyone to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined by Kyle Rickey as always, and I'm uh, live from the hotel room here in uh, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Kyle, uh, we're closer than we usually are recording here at Coast to Coast. Usually I'm in, in good old Concord, North Carolina. I could almost, I feel like I could almost wave to you from here. If it wasn't for the hurricane that's coming up the East Coast right now, I thought about making the trip down to, to Grandview Speedway where... Pennsylvania Midget Week was supposed to open up uh, later tonight as we take this show on Tuesday. Dylan was uh, to be in that race, and we'll race all week down there. But, yeah, you're only, I think, like three and a half or four hours from me. I see where I stack up on these priorities. See, we're rained out today now. We've got nothing to do. But my good friend Kyle Rickey won't even make the trip to come and hang out with me. Yeah, you know, it's an eight-hour uh, round trip to hang out with Hannah. Uh just saw you two weekends in Kentucky and Texas, so yeah, I'm good for now. Well, I see how I stack up on this. I'll keep this in mind. But anyways, the NASCAR Will and Modified Tour made their return to White Mountain Motorsports Park after a lot of shuffle in the schedule. And Doug Kobe, I don't want to say finally breaks through, but I feel like that's what he's thinking. After the year he had last year with a, with a lot of wins, contending for that championship, now coming in as a car owner and a driver double, finally breaks through on this third race of the season and collects that win. Yeah, completely a new situation this year for Doug, and it took him, yeah, all the way till almost August. Actually, it was August to win. Granted, it was only the third race of the year. It was able to uh, lead the final uh, laps of the event at White Mountain Motorsports Park on Saturday night to hold off Kyle Bonsignor and Matt Swanson, the top three there, John McKennedy and Justin Bonsignor, rounded out the top five. And when you look at the championship standings after the first uh, couple of events, it's the same faces uh, that we have been talking about the last six years or so on the NASCAR Modified Tour with Justin Bonsignor leading the way over Doug Kobe going into their next race. Another newly added race to the schedule at Jennerstown in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and you know Doug Kobe is uh, wanting this additional championship more than he ever has, especially being a car owner here. But you can't you can't take away from like Matt Swanson. He ran third. That's a good run for Swanson. He's slowly been uh, building success and speed with this team. He was new to the team last year and has now built that team or built this success. And I think Matt Swanson is one that we'll see in this championship hunt as as the season progresses. Yeah, that bowler team has been on the, the tour uh, since before the tour, running modified since the 60s up here in the Northeast, and has had every mark, just about every marquee driver that you can imagine behind the wheel of that number three car. And, and it's taken Matt some time to get up to speed. He hit his stride late last year, um, ending uh, with a podium finish at Thompson. Another podium finish here this past week at White Mountain. And, uh, yeah, a brand-new book just came out, uh, published, I believe, just uh, two or three weeks ago, uh, documenting 
the history of that team, and it is quite the history, as I mentioned a moment ago. So good to see Old Blue and, and Matt Swanson toward the front of the field in these modified races. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we'll have Doug Kobe on here just shortly to talk about his win this past weekend. But also, Arca was out at Toledo for a doubleheader, a doubleheader that took three days, yeah. though, Kyle. Yeah, it was supposed to run Friday, Saturday, and instead ran Friday, Sunday. As Saturday, they got, what, a couple of pace laps in, and I think they took the green flag and ran four or five laps before the rain started to fall again. Same driver in victory lane both days, though. Sam Mayer able to uh, sweep the weekend, winning the Menards.com 200 on Friday, holding off Ty Gibbs, another driver that we have talked a lot about this year. Uh, Tanner Gray and Brett Holmes, Michael Self, rounding out the top five in race number one. On Sunday in the Menards 200, presented by Crosley, uh, it was Mayer holding off Chandler Smith, Brett Holmes, Michael Self, and Derek Griffith. Again, a, a pretty tight championship battle, just seven points between Michael Self and Brett Holmes heading to Michigan this Sunday here on MRN. That's a good run for Derek Griffith coming home in that top five. I know he's been really pacing himself to get up there and run well. But for Sam Mayer, we talk about him all the time, collecting east winds, collecting west winds. Uh, this is his eighth win of the season across the east, the west, and now his first Arkham Menard Series win back-to-back. So for as limited as amount of we've actually been racing, he's got a pretty good little 2020, you know, in the wraps right now. And, and this is the first year that we've been able to see drivers do this with how ARCA and NASCAR have restructured these series. I mean, in years past, we've talked a lot about Noah Gregson and Todd Gilliland running for East and West championships and, and, and race wins over the course of a year, but never before have we seen a driver contend for three events and, and three series under the same banner. So uh, Sam definitely in that GMS racing team, making the most of his situation, uh, winning on both East and West series in two divisions that are very limited in their scheduling this season, even before the pandemic and now to run in, in the Arca Remac or the Arca Bernard series and, and, and claim a couple of checkered flags this past weekend, uh, He's done well, and again, we talked about it uh, when he won that championship last year. Still not old enough to run in the National Series yet, so we're going to see him around in these touring divisions for, for quite some time. Yeah, at only 17 years old, he's got quite the future ahead of him here in, in NASCAR. But when we return here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we'll dial up Doug Kobe and talk about White Mountain this past weekend. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. 
Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast. Brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. And this past weekend, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour made their return for the third race of the season to White Mountain Motorsports Park, where Doug Kobe finally broke through here as a owner and driver collecting that victory. And Doug joins us now on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Doug, thanks for taking some time out of your morning here to uh, come hang out with us. Yeah, this is uh, this is different. This is my first uh, Zoom interview with you guys. Uh, so, yeah, pretty cool. I know before we got started here, you, you'd mentioned, you know, now you have to see Kyle instead of just hear him. It's, it's a difficult job, isn't it? Yeah. He's, uh, he's special, isn't he? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, but before we get into it all, congratulations on this win this past weekend uh, and talk about how special it is to finally collect that win, you know, as you've taken on this new endeavor this year, being not only a driver, but also an owner. Yeah, it's really different. Um, you know, for a lot of years, um, you know, back growing up, my father and I owned cars and did the rat race. And, you know, I was lucky that he uh, worked on the cars a whole lot. And, and I was mostly working truthfully, but um, to own a car and then go out and win um, after what we went through this winter, trying to piece together a team and, you know, trying to find a car owner to keep all of us together. And then the thought of, you know, the equipment splitting up and the, the people splitting up, um, that just kind of sucked. So basically, um, you know, when we put this deal together to buy the one car and really didn't know what we were going to do from there. I just said, you know, I'm going to get the car and we'll piece it together from here because we had great sponsors and great people. And as soon as I got the car, everybody was like, yeah, let's, you know, let's make this happen. Even if we have one car and one motor, we'll just go have at it. You know, we know we're uh, going to have good equipment in that case. So let's see what we can do. And then now here we are with two cars, um, some new partners uh, who've really helped us out. And then, you know, me driving, I, I mean, I feel like I'm driving exactly the same as I did when I drove the two car as just the driver, um, because I think that's just embedded into me and ingrained into how I approach the, the modified game. But yeah, it's, uh, it's really satisfying. It was really satisfying for our team because that, that chassis that we won with was brand new. The last time we went out at White Mountain, uh, the engine is brand new. So it's not like we just took one of the two cars and put it on the racetrack. It's a brand new car, brand new motor, brand new pit box, brand new hauler, you know, all the tools are new. So the only thing that's the same is the people. And I've said all along, every championship I've ever won, it's only because of the people and we can make any equipment go good. So it's really satisfying. White Mountain Motorsports Park, not originally on the schedule until uh, six weeks or so ago um, when when the schedules came together. So uh, this second visit uh, on Saturday night, um, how much did you rely on that first visit a couple of weeks ago? Uh, a ton. I mean, we, we were really good the first time out. We, the new car gave us a little hiccup, couple little hiccups in practice, some issues with the clutch. Uh, a lot of us were running hot at that, you know, overheating in July. Not to say that we were in danger of, I think, blowing up, but we were running warmer than we wanted to. So we just had some little things we wanted to fix about the car, and that kind of threw us for a loop through practice um, that first race. But once we made some changes for qualifying in the race, the car was uh, really good. Um, obviously not good enough to beat Matt and Justin. Uh, but good enough to run up front. So we were pretty confident that if we made some changes to come back, we would be better. Um, you know, of course, Matt wasn't there and Justin was off for once in uh, the last three years. He had an off day. 
and uh, you know, we were we were rock solid all day. I think every you know we weren't the fastest in practice, but we were by far I think the most consistent. Every time on the track, we were eleven sixes. Uh, some maybe few 11 sevens, but a lot of guys could pop off a six and then go right to like the high sevens and eights. So we just kind of knew that if we didn't screw it up, we'd be pretty good. And this win now you're 29th of your career here in the tour, but where does this stack up in the wins? You've won some prestigious races, you've got championships, but where does this win uh, stack up for you? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're all really cool. Um, I love the little bull rings um, because in order to win, not only do you have to have a car that stays under you for all 200 laps on the same set of tires, you got to manage the race and not use your stuff up. Um, we have a car that's there at the end. So, I mean, I won at Monadnock once, which is a quarter mile, um, but this is only my second quarter mile win in my career. So I've always loved the little tracks. It reminds me of a little quarter midget track. Um, and, and I always, you know, just, felt like the little tracks suit my style. I just never have closed the deal at Riverhead and won a race there, even though I've been really close. So um, I love the quarter, quarter mile tracks. Um, this one in particular has a ton of grip, ton of character. Um, the groove moves around the whole race. So it's challenging when it's like a chess match, not only with the other cars, but with how the racetrack changes. So uh, it ranks up there pretty good. Um, as far as my short track wins, I would say it's probably pretty close to the top, I think. You mentioned uh, a little bit earlier the off-season scramble to, to kind of put this team together. Uh, then the pandemic hits and the season is delayed for more than two months. Uh, that help you at all uh, in giving you a little bit more time to, to kind of get your bearings? Uh, I don't think so. It kind of created a lot of uncertainty uh, with – you know, can all the crew members, I just bought all the crew members licenses. Can they go to the races? Will they have time off of work? Do they want to go to the races? Um, sponsorship, you know, uh, it created a, a pretty uh, tough situation where it's like, okay, well, I'm get I told my sponsors, we have a 17 race tour season and here's what they're contributing. Of course, a lot of us were in the situation where sponsors cut checks before the pandemic. So now it's like, you know, you deposited these companies' checks or these people's checks, and, and what are you even going to be able to deliver for them uh, sponsorship-wise? And luckily for me, my sponsors were, you know, on board with let's figure this out as we go. But truthfully, um, the, the pandemic for me as a new owner with new equipment, everyone's like, okay, yeah, you have more time to get things together. Truthfully, that's not the case because – I would have rather known what races we had scheduled and what we had to prepare for and what we needed rather than just, are we going to have any races? Because if truthfully, if we were only going to have four races this year, I would have just squeezed together the one car and the one motor and, and just found a way to buy tires to go. But if now you're going to run, if we're able to run a, a 13 race season or even a 10 race season from here on out, it puts a lot of pressure on us to, uh, to make it happen and also not know where we're going next. So Truthfully, it has not been easy for anybody uh, in racing. Certainly not easy for a new car owner with new equipment and uh, a lot of uncertainty, but it's understandable and uh, we're making the best of it. And to get a win in the first three races, you know, I, I think we're doing a good job. And you talk about the support there of your sponsors. I mean, we talked to you in the preseason when you just announced that you were going to go ahead and take on the role of an owner. At the time, you hadn't announced the 10 car yet um, or that that was the numbers that you're running. But Mayhew Tools comes over with you to this new endeavor of yours, what is it like to have that support of someone that's been loyal? We don't see a lot of loyalty anymore within sponsorships, especially amongst the short track ranks, but to have a sponsor that came with you from, you know, your championship winning team to a very uncertain, like you said, endeavor in becoming a new team. Yeah. I mean, he's been awesome from the beginning. Uh, when we first met John Lawless, uh, who's the owner of Mayhew and Eric Mills, the uh, VP of sales and, 
uh, Gail Drake Thompson. She's our, our rep that comes to the track. There's a bunch of other people, but they are uh, really cool people. And that's, that's why we fit so good. And when they first came to the two team, obviously we had won championships uh, prior to them coming on. And then they came on and we're like, okay, now we have to deliver for these people because they're, they want to be part of a championship team. And luckily we were able to do that. And, you know, the first thing they told me when Mike was retiring and selling the equipment was, you know, we're with you. So it made it a lot easier where if I was going to end up driving for somebody, I would have come with Mayhew. Um, And then when we kind of talked about it with the crew, I mean, we really wanted to stay together. And there weren't a whole lot of people who were going to step in just to own a race team, spend more money, you know, just to have a driver, a crew chief sponsor and crew come along. Um, Most people were looking for either a crew chief like Phil, maybe a driver like me or our equipment. They weren't looking for all of us together. And um, when I got this, this bug or this idea in my brain that I could pull this off with one car and one motor, um, John was like, okay, uh, well, you know what, you know, these numbers better than anybody. And if you can make it work, you know, I support you. And, you know, that was a huge thing to have a company like Mayhew and John say, you're smart enough to figure this out. We're with you. And I was like, oh, crap, now, <laughs> now I have to figure it out. Um, but, yeah, it's they're just great people. We get along. We have fun. They joke around. Um, when we won the championship last year, I'm, a lot of people saw John Lawless from Mayhew climb right over the roof of the car because Phil egged him on and told him to. So they're just, you know, truly part of our racing family. And uh, they're having a good time. They're getting good exposure with the NASCAR Roots program and uh, all the, you know, the track pass deal with the, the online viewership. Um, they're really getting a lot of benefit from being associated with our team. So it's been a great, great deal so far. We've talked a lot about the schedule, uh, racing at two tracks that weren't initially on the schedule. And uh, because of the the restrictions here in Connecticut, there is a possibility that the tour won't hit some of its mainstay tracks this year. Stafford, Thompson, two tracks that, that you grew up with. Is that tough to hear for somebody that has found so much success at those tracks in the last 17 or so years? Yeah, it's pretty tough. Um, you know, they're both special tracks. They're both really fun tracks, and they're both great tracks for the Modifieds. And truthfully, the uh, the August crowds that we get on the Friday show at Stafford and the Wednesday show at Thompson are spectacular. I mean, packed grandstands at tracks that can hold a lot of people. Um, so it's disappointing not to be able to go there. Um, but hopefully they're able to uh, either schedule some stuff here at the end of the season if Connecticut bumps up. Uh, the number of spectators allowed if they, I think if they can get to 50% capacity, I think Stafford might be able to pull something off. Um, of course, they're running weekly now and, and have their races broadcast on StaffordSpeedway.tv, which I've subscribed to every Friday and Saturday when they race uh, because it's a great program to watch. So um, awesome to be able to watch weekly series racing uh, right from my computer or my, my TV at home. Um, but yeah, we're going to miss miss it if we aren't able to race there. I mean, truthfully, when it comes down to like, if we are able to put a full season together and points uh, you've got right now, like Justin's been dominating at Thompson. So to not go race at Thompson and, and virtually hand him three victories. Uh, it seems like lately, I don't, I'm not going to complain about that, but the same with me at Stafford. I mean, that's my, my bread and butter. And I think if we had two or three races there, I'd be, you know, pretty much in contention for all three. So I don't know. This season is so wacky. Um, we're just going with the flow. There's been a lot of new things to come from this season. A lot of good things have come from this season with different schedules, shortened schedules, uh, some less crew members at the track, 
um, a better management of what we're able to work with. So uh, going to White Mountain and Jennerstown, you know, I had raced at Jennerstown before, and it's a great racetrack for not only uh, modifieds, but the super late models there are great too. And the regular late models are awesome too. So it's an awesome track. It's a little far for us. Um, you know, for most of us, but some of these guys from Western New York travel to Stafford and Thompson and they're running, driving, you know, 10 hours, you know, eight to 10 hours anyway. So um, can't complain too much, but yeah, I'm really happy with what we've been able to put together as far as the tracks go. It's just going to get down to crunch time here. You know, we're in August and we have Jennerstown and Monadnock scheduled this month. And then after that, where are we going? You know, it, it, I've heard a lot of things about it could be Loudon for 200 lappers. I don't know. Uh, it could be the 200 lapper at Loudon. I don't know. It could be not at Loudon. Um, it could be some other short tracks that we've never raced on. It could be, we could be back at White Mountain, I guess, you know, um, which I certainly wouldn't mind. So I don't know. We're just going with the flow and uh, seeing where we end up. Well, Doug, again, congratulations on your win this past weekend. We're looking forward to uh, watching you the rest of the season as it continues to piece together. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, pretty cool setup here. Good luck for you guys, too. Um, are you in a hotel? Yeah, I'm up in, <laughs> I'm up in Pennsylvania. I'm in, uh, we're, we're at USAC Midget Week. Oh, sweet, sweet. Yeah, well, I say that, and it's downpouring outside, so not quite. <laughs> and Kyle, what are those trophies you got behind you? Those Don't are... even get him started on this, dude. <laughs> Those are from the GoPro <laughs> Motorplex, all those go-kart oh, trophies. Oh, the GoPro Motorplex trophies. Yeah. That's your... where his racing career started and ended. Started and ended. <laughs> and yeah. I believe you were in some of those races, so those yeah. champions races. Oh, Doug was. I was oh. like, not me. No. Because no, no. <laughs> those would have been my trophies, Kyle. Yeah, yeah no, I suck there, so I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doug, again, thanks so much for uh, taking some time out of your day. Yeah, thanks, guys. See ya. See you later. That was Doug Kobe again, your winner this past weekend at White Mountain Motorsports Park in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. But when we return, we've got your Wheelan Engineering Short Track Spotlight. Wheelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform citywide to countryside whatever you drive wherever you go hercules tires has the value selection and industry leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you go to hercules tire.com there you can find the nearest authorized hercules retail location to you plus you can use the tire tracker to find out which hercules tire fits your vehicle the best that's hercules tire.com hercules tires ride on our strength Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Each and every week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we get the opportunity to highlight one of NASCAR short tracks across the country, brought to you by Whelan Engineering. And in light of uh, talking to some of our NASCAR Whelan Modified Tour drivers, Thompson Motorsports Park is this week's short track spotlight. Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park is located on 500 acres of rolling hills up in Connecticut. The land has held racetracks for 76 years and also an 18-hole golf course for 65 years. The Following a hurricane in 1938, farmer John Honig decided to clear the downed trees and build the nation's first asphalt racetrack. 
Opening in 1940, the 5 high-banked racetrack was considered huge by the standards of the day, called a super speedway. It became known as the Indianapolis of the East. Over the years, Thompson has hosted who's who of New England's racing stars, many moving on to the NASCAR Cup Series. The track has expanded a number of times, adding amenities outside of just racing. On the motorsports side, Thompson Motorsports Park offers a uniquely diverse variety of track layouts and road courses. Thompson is the only facility in Connecticut with both an oval and a road course with racing to appeal to all kinds of fans and drivers. Yeah, newly incorporated into the oval is the rebirth of the 1.7-mile road course just a few years ago. Within the 1.7-mile road course circuit is the option to eliminate the clubhouse hairpin turn, newly created eight years ago, creating a 1.5-mile configuration that includes the uh, challenge of the S-curves under the turn bridge. Thompson also boasts a one-tenth of a mile quarter midget facility, which Doug Kobe started his racing career at a number of years ago. The facility also includes the Raceway Golf Club, a classic New England 18-hole golf course, and the Raceway Restaurant, which few are unaware, or few are aware, that one of the first meetings to ever form NASCAR was held in that restaurant in the late 1940s and also a happy belated birthday 89 years young for longtime track promoter Donald Honig celebrated earlier this week it was his dad that built that facility following that 1938 hurricane I love this spotlight Hannah because the track is my home track and only about seven or eight miles up the road from where I sit here in Killingly Connecticut I was going to say, when we chose to do Thompson this week, I was like, we might as well just let Kyle spew his Thompson knowledge and adornment for this racetrack, because uh, you could just write the history yourself with everything that you know about that racetrack, Kyle. It's a great facility. I mean, the first asphalt racetrack in the country. I mean, prior to, to 1940 and prior to Thompson, everything was boards, dirt, or at Indianapolis, bricks. And that was it. So the first asphalt racetrack, it's, it's hosted IndyCar events. It's hosted what is now the NASCAR Cup Series at the premier level in 1950, 1969 and 1970. Um, so a lot of great uh, memories made at Thompson over the years, celebrating 80 years this season. Wild to think that at the time a 5 eighths mile was considered a super speedway. And now here we are racing at a two plus mile racetracks. I mean, it, it's crazy how the times have changed. But again, that is our Wheel and Engineering Short Track Spotlight of the Week, Thompson Thompson Motorsports Park. Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park. There you go. Y'all are killing me with these multiple named racetracks. Um, but thanks to Will and Engineering for coming on to allow us to uh, spotlight short tracks each and every week. But when we return, we've got who won this past weekend at your short tracks and also what to look forward to. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. 
Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Wheeland and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Prior to some of the lovely storms hitting the East Coast, some of our racetracks did get some racing in over the weekend, including Myrtle Beach Speedway. In the late model stock division, Ryan Glensky won over Will Burns and Anthony Andrews, who you probably would more affiliate with, Greenville Pickens, South Carolina. But he made that trip to Myrtle Beach. Out of Colorado, they hosted the Pro Trucks, where Cody Vanderwall, who you would recognize now in the Xfinity Series, won that feature over Nick Cooper and Troy Wither. Tucson Speedway also ran their super late models where Brandon Farrington captured the win over his teammate of Cole Raz and Paul Banghart. And the Idaho 200 returned to State Line Speedway up in northern Idaho. Jeremy Doss made the trip from California to capture that win over Glenn Knudsen and the local of Braden Havens coming home in third. Corey DiMatteo picked up his first SK modified feature win at the Stafford Motor Speedway on Friday night, holding off rookie Teddy Hodgson. Adam Gray won in the late models. Cars Tour invaded the Hickory Motor Speedway in the late models. It was Bobby McCarty over Jared Fryer in the super late models. Matt Craig picked up the checkered flag over Cody Connor. At Langley Speedway, it was Connor Hall picking up the race win. In fact, uh, the, Connor Hall and Bubba Johnston split the twin late model features. Colby Vance won both of the street stock features. And at the New Smyrna Speedway, it was Brad May winning again in the pro late models. Uh, Bobby Holly won in the Super Stocks and in some other uh, track news, um, Bowman Gray Stadium, because of the lateness of the season and not being able to open up the spectators, they have pulled the plug on their 2020 season, uh, mentioned, meant to mention that a week ago. Seekonk Speedway in Massachusetts, also not allowed to host spectators, but will open up and, and run their race program in part. Uh, all divisions won't be competing every week but uh, they will run some select events without spectators. And South Boston Speedway has announced that if they are able to run there in Virginia, that they will have no championship points for their events. So there will be no track champions this year at South Boston uh, if they are are able to get any events run this season. And Kyle, I think that, you know, answers a lot of the questions that we've had about a national point system. We talked to Ben Kennedy a few weeks ago and we asked him about the process and he said there's still a lot of decision making to be made. But when you look at tracks like Bowman Gray that had contenders like Burt Myers last season that was in the running for the national points championship and you look at some of our Virginia short tracks that hosted our Peyton Sellers, our Lee Pulliams who were also big contenders in the National Points Championship, I would not be surprised, and I'm speculating here, that if we see that National Points Championship probably be eliminated, but then comes the question of how do we pay out these drivers? Because there is a payout purse for being in part of that National Points Championship. Yeah, and that payout purse comes from drivers and racetracks being part of the NASCAR sanctioned family. Uh, you know, these drivers pay fees and licenses and, and a lot of that money goes back to the first fund. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, same thing up here in the Northeast. You know, we talk about Keith Rocco every year having the opportunity to run at at least two and sometimes three different venues that run the SK Modifieds. Stafford now, the only 
uh, track up here running. Thompson just recently uh, canceled their event in mid-August, as, as we talked with Doug about a moment ago. So uh, they haven't had any events this year. We're seeing a lot of the West Coast tracks cut back on their schedules as well. So, yeah, the folks at NASCAR, um, then again, you know, I, I think everybody in all sports, Major League Baseball included, you know, have very unique situations at, at all levels. And uh, this is just another one of those, uh, you know, bridges that we're going to cross together. And, uh, you know, I, you're, I think you're right, though. I don't think we're going to have a national champion this year at, at the, the, the weekly track level. Well, that being said, I've seen you out at Stafford the last uh, week or so, whether it's go-karts or their weekly series. Again, I'm up in Pennsylvania here. Hopefully we get some dirt track racing in before I go to Road America with the Xfinity series. But where are you headed, Kyler? Yeah. Stafford, assumingly? No, don't assume. Uh, between you and I, we have uh, all of MRN covered this weekend. Oh, that's right. You'll be, be in Michigan. There we go. I'll be at Michigan. Uh, all hands on deck this weekend. I think there's like, what, nine or ten of of you announcers in road America to cover the Xfinity series race. And the rest of us will be at the Michigan international speedway for trucks on Friday, uh, a cup race on Saturday and a ARCA race and a cup race on Sunday. So it's going to be a, a busy weekend for the network. Well, looking forward to it as always. And you can catch that ARCA race on track pass uh, over the weekend for that and catch us on MRN.com or on your local affiliate, Kyle. I will see you on the radio waves over the weekend and see you next week for NASCAR Coast to Coast. It'll be a busy weekend, but fun. Tune us in all weekend long. Awesome. We'll talk to you guys next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Rickey and producers Craig Moore. We will see you next week. You've been listening to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan. Also brought to you by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.